Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us today. Uh, welcome back to the Established Link podcast. Uh, we're here going over our season two, episode two uh, interview. And um, we just want to give you a quick recap as far as, you know, last last discussion that we had. Um, we were going over the new normal, um, the work from home experience, uh, things that you would utilize working from home, the transition from working from home, you know, things that come along the way. So if you haven't really got an opportunity to listen to our previous podcast, please don't miss out on it. Go ahead and uh, check it out, subscribe, like it, listen, enjoy it. And we got a special treat for you today that uh, we have a nice friend of ours that we want to introduce to you that Jose is going to take off. Hey, everybody. So, yes, as Jar mentioned, we got a guest today. Um, I'm introducing our, our friend, Thomas. He's also well, he's, he's also in the IC industry and works alongside with us and, and many of the, the stuff that we do. So, um, <clears throat> like Jar was mentioning, the, the last episode that we did was just covering, you know, the new norm, you know, remote work and hybrid roles and just kind of how things have taken off for IT for everybody. Um, so with all of that comes furniture, right? You know, having to have the appropriate equipment, monitors, keyboards, mice, headsets, desks, um, chairs, you name it, just everything that's appropriate for you to, to work within your home as opposed to an office setting. Yeah, Um, good deal. So. And we're bringing in we're bringing in Thomas just to kind of share his thoughts and insights and um, you know any anything that he, as well as covering like accessibility um, furniture or equipment. Um, Thomas, do you have anything you wanna you wanna add to all of this? Yeah. So first off, I just want to thank you for your intros. Your intros are great. I've never felt so special in my whole life. Um, <laughs> a little bit of humor there, but yeah. So, um, as you're saying, you know, today we have this, this odd new normal where we have folks that work remote 24 seven, uh, or we have a hybrid model where you're in the office two times a day or two times a week. And the rest of the time you work from home. And it's something that I still don't think that as a society we've adjusted to. Um, and I think We're still hammering that out, but one of the things that I think this is definitely going to affect is things like folks that might have special needs or special requirements, like potentially a standing desk or a desk that can move up and down, depending on, you know, if they want to do it for their health or if they have a reason for having a desk that can lower and move up because of a disability issue. Uh, I think all of that also needs to be taken into account in a work-from-home environment, and I think we're at the beginning of that journey. We're definitely not at the middle or the end of that yet. Right. Yeah, we, that was one of the things that we were we were saying before is, you know, it's it's taken some time to, to get there, right? Like, I, I think companies had to see what it would take within their infrastructure to support employees connecting over a remote connection to you know to a secure network environment um and be able to 
perform just as well as they were would be if they were in the office environment. Um, so and, and and like you said, I think I think that that's still something today that it's still being ironed out. It's not a hundred percent perfect. Absolutely, but, it's. I mean, it's over the last three years since twenty twenty, it's 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 definitely come a long way. Not to say that it's never been done before. We, again, we were talking about that, like you know, remote work has been around for a while. There's there there has been employees that have had the capability and access to work from home, but it was it used to be a thing where it was like certain people, maybe higher up people that would have that kind of access and capability. To, yeah, so it was, either, it was either like a perk or it was like <clears> you <throat> only had like 20% of your workforce that would take advantage of it. And mm -hmm. it wouldn't be an all-day thing, right? Now we're seeing where 90% plus of your workforce is working remote. Um, so, you know, you're talking about strain on the infrastructure. You're talking about... Um, you know, things like your network pipes needing to be adjusted. Um, you know, what used to work before doesn't work anymore. Uh, it's, it's been a challenging time for sure. Uh, yeah. Actually, I have a question. Uh, how, at least from working from home, from the stamp, from, from that transition, because you, yourself, you're working from home full time now, correct? Yes, I am. So have you noticed any differences between like the accommodations as they would have given you from being in the office opposed to now working from home full time? Uh, that's a great question. So I can give you my personal experience and then I also can give you the personal experience of, of uh, a family member that had a completely different journey with regards to her work from home situation versus mine. Um, so in, in, in my role, um, because I am an IT role, when I was told that I was going to be able to work from home, quite literally the only thing that I did is I grabbed my dock, my docking station um, out of the office, took that home. I already had my own monitors and I had my own keyboard. I had my own audio equipment just because of, you know, what we do. I kind of already had everything to a point where I wanted it to be. And all I had to do was basically create a dedicated office space for myself. But with my family member, she was working in a office setting 24 seven. So when she made that tr transition to work from home for her, it was a lot more challenging. And I think part of the problem is more often than not, we have a point of view that all of our workforce tends to be the same. They tend to need the same things, right? They tend to need at least one or two monitors. They tend to need a desk. Yeah. They tend to need a keyboard, a headset, mm -hmm. and a mouse, right? Right. And so what we tend to do is, uh, in order to save costs, uh, organizations would buy things in bulk. True. I have 20 employees that need to have these things. So they're going to get 40 of the exact same model monitor. They're going to get 20 mice that are exactly the same keyboard. That's exactly the same. And the point is one size does not fit all. The reason why I bring that up is my um, 
family member had the had the distinction of being hearing impaired. And it was something that she could deal with in an office setting because there was always a coworker that she could ask, hey, what did I miss? Or she could look read. So if there was like a meeting, it always tended to be in like a, in a space, like a, a conference room. She could always sit at the front of the desk and she could lip read what everybody was saying and not miss a beat. But when she had to work from home, all that went out the window. Hmm. Because as you guys know, we tend to use things like uh, WebEx or Zoom or Skype or any other of these electronic conference rooms and you can't really lip read what someone is saying on a three by three inch. Yeah. Didn't we have, didn't we have, or have worked with um, users at one point that would request like special software, like I think it was called dragon speech. Yeah. Dragon Dragon speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing about dragon is that's just dictation software. If you're the one that's speaking, what happens Mm. if you're the one that's having to receive that information? And so for her, that was one of the biggest roadblocks that she ran into with this transition from, hey, now all of a sudden I need to go from an office setting where I can lip read what everybody is saying to now I need to be able to have the ability to better hear. And the drawback that we ran into is everybody thinks in order to hear better, you need to be able to hear louder. And that's such a big misnomer. That's 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 a misconception. Yeah. Because maybe for you and I, if I speak softly, you guys can say, hey, you need to speak up. You're a little soft. Okay, I can speak up. And we're all good, right? But for someone that has hearing impairment as an issue that they deal with day by day, a lot of the times what they run into is their ears cannot process certain frequencies. So being louder doesn't make a difference. And another thing that we run into is hearing loss or a hearing disability is also not a case of one size fits all. What is matter with the matter with her is not necessarily the same thing that your 75 year old grandpa is running into. Right. And so one of the biggest challenges that we ran into in order to facilitate that that she could get what she needed to be able to feel confident to do her job and not get frustrated because of external factors that she has no control over, we had to look at things like better audio equipment. Uh, We had to look at things like uh, using a Bluetooth sling box that could sling the audio from a PC or audio connection directly into her hearing aids. And then we also needed to look at things that would handle uh, transcription as a meeting would take place. So these were all of the roadblocks that we had to address. And unfortunately, it was one of those things that we had to do on a one-by-one basis. And when you factor in, um, and I'm going to have a soapbox moment, so you've been warned, um, we were able to put folks uh, on the moon in the 60s with hand-woven RAM modules, with math that was worked out by individuals, not computers. And the computer that was on the Apollo uh, 
on the Apollo rocket was basically dumber than your than your calculator. That you yeah. Had yeah. Yet it's 2020, 2022, and we still have not figured out this problem to a um, to a degree that it's no longer really an issue. We're making some strides, but I definitely think we're not there yet. So, so for your for your family member, did they have to like so all of these these you know tools that they were finding? This was all like on their own, and your assistance with them for on research and finding this, or was the company able to assist with any of this at all? Um, I would love to say that that it was a case of where I could place a ticket with service desk and I could say, Hey, this is what we have an issue with. Can you please send relevant equipment? But a lot of what I've had to do was I've had to do individual research and I had to do individual work, try different solutions and find out what worked for her. However, one thing I want to be very upfront about is I was fortunate enough that I did not deal with a situation where someone just threw uh, office catalog at me and say, well, find a phone at Office Max that can do t- text-to-speech. Mm-hmm. Just pick what you want. We'll pay for it. I didn't have that kind of a situation. I was able to find individuals that understood, hey, we're on a trial and error basis. So I had the company made some concessions, like doing things that would uh, adjusting her work schedule and adjusting her work roles so she didn't necessarily have to focus on being on a phone call for two okay. hours a day, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I think that was a massive part in having that partnership with the company in question to work through this until we could find something where they had an employee that could fill a role that they fully expected her eight hour, mm-hmm. uh, to do eight hours a day. She could do a job where she didn't feel frustrated because she could actually do her job. Um, But a lot of that, unfortunately, was strictly trial and error. Hmm. So for like some of the equipment, couldn't that be something too? Also like, um, I know they have like, uh, you know, would that fall into a, a category of like an ergonomic need or an insurance need to, to facilitate the workload? Um, you would you would think so, right? Yeah. Take into take into account how long it took for ergonomic keyboards to even be accepted. Oh. Everybody wanted to deal with with the straight keyboards. Nobody even wanted to admit that carpal tunnel was a thing for years. That's true. I mean, I guess, we are yeah. still leaning on a keyboard design. Uh, uh, you have a lot of purists that actually want to go back to those old IBM keyboards that we had when you had XT PCs with, and Tandy PCs that came out from back in the day that felt that that was still, to this day, the biggest, the best keyboards that were ever built. It took forever for um, ergonomic keyboards to be accepted. or for, And we see that with mouse technology, only now you have companies like Logitech that are basically doing vertical mice so that you don't have to put your, your wrist flat on a mouse pad um, and, and get stress from moving a mouse with, with unnatural wrist position for 8 to 12 hours a day. 
I so, didn't know that. Yeah, and I've only found out about this because I was doing this research. So unfortunately, I think what needs to change, if you want my honest opinion, is the culture that we have that conformity is everything. That because you, the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed into law, I believe in the 1990s, but it never took into account the biggest, the biggest factor when it comes to things with disability. And that is that one disability does not fit all. You might have three individuals that sit in a wheelchair and I can promise you they will not have the same story. Each person will have something that is uniquely wrong with them that put them in this wheelchair. And I think we forget that that's only the outcome. That's not the reason for why they're in a wheelchair. That's just what we see. One guy might have a situation where he had a spinal injury. Another guy might have a situation where he has cerebral palsy uh, since birth. And you might have another individual that has uh, spina bifida. These are three separate things that lead to the same outcome. And when we're talking about hearing impairment, it's the same thing. I think that's so true because, I mean, in our society, we I feel like we like to just blanket everything as just one issue instead of addressing the actual need based off of the situation, especially Correct. how how you know things are today that 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 does make a lot of sense i think that's why if anything that's probably why a lot of our processes are broken because we we don't take the time to really address the situation based on the case we just blanket everything under one and then wonder why it's not working right because we we play things strictly by numbers right yeah we go by we go by numbers and percentages i have i have hypothetically speaking, 350 employees. I have five employees that wore, that walk with a cane and I, um, and I have three employees in a wheelchair and I have two employees that want um, specialized chairs like a Herman Miller or a very, very good ergonomic chair so that they can sit up for eight hours a day and I call it good, right? Just yeah. speaking about hearing disability, when you factor in that more than 10% of the United States is already dealing with um, some level of hearing impairment, and I can tell you from personal experience that folks don't want to necessarily advertise that they're, that they're dealing with, with, um, with a hearing impairment because it's a personal journey. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to have to be that guy that stands on the street corner with two boards front and back that says, Hey, look at me, look at me, I'm different than you. Because yeah, society I, is so focused on having this level of conformity that we're all used to. I, I'm sure at work too, you know, like if you we were working in the office, you know, people would be like, Oh, there goes that person. That person needs a special headset or that person needs a special keyboard you know, and not really understand and realize that there's a, there's an actual need. Like that person truly, truly has a need for it to, to, to have a special type of equipment in order to, to function and perform their job. And it's not to say that they can't perform their job adequately. They just need 
need equipment, special equipment in order to do it. Yeah, correct. So what ends up happening? We tend to think of that person as a problem child, right? Because they tend to call in multiple times and they're like, this is not working correctly. This is not right. And so we tend to label that individual as, as, as being difficult as opposed to trying to find out what's really wrong or what's driving them having to come back time and time again. Um, and, and, you know, we also have to take into account the other side of the equation. It is virtually impossible to ask an organization to be able to adapt to absolutely every single different kind of every scenario issue that they could yeah. run into. It's just yeah. not, it's just not possible. And you might say, Hey, why don't you tell me about what's wrong with you? Do you have, or, or why don't you tell me about what, what's wrong with you? Do you have a hearing disability? Do you have a physical disability? Do you have a mental, uh, a mental challenge? Um, and then, then you might run into the other side of the equation where the individual in question is like, why do I need to tell you my whole life story? Yeah. I don't need to. So now here's the thing. Here, it, my, my question would be, what's the challenge that these organizations are facing when they change from an office scenario to then having to be in a work from home scenario? Um, you know, yeah, no, I hear you. I get the question. So what I can tell you is if we just take into into account my family member situation, I had to basically tackle their problem one by one. So the first thing that we ran into is she was clear that she could not, she could no longer rip, lip read, right? She no longer had access to seeing a person's face because the WebEx screen was not the, the, the meeting screen was not big enough or people were not close enough or the cameras were not focused enough because the fact of the matter is we're talking about a little 720, uh, 720p head, uh, video camera on the edge of a notebook, right? As opposed to a 4k high net <clears throat> into the person's face, autofocus webcam that mm -hmm. you can get, but these things are costly. Um, so the first thing that, that we had to focus on with her is what is it that we need to do? We need to basically give her better, better quality hearing. I, I know I'm using that as a generic term, but I'm not talking about it has to be louder. We don't, we don't need more volume. We need more clarity and crispness. So I ended up going with a dual solution. Uh, the first thing that I had to do was, uh, for one thing, we uh, purchased a sling box that basically takes uh, whatever audio comes from her notebook, whether it be uh, when the notebook was playing audio or whether it was a phone call that was driven via a soft phone interface, that sling box would basically sling that information to her hearing aids directly via Bluetooth signal. Uh, that was the first thing that we had to do. Um, and this was something that I had to honestly purchase myself. I had to work with her audiologist to find out exactly what she needed. We tested quite a few of these devices until we found one that worked for her. We couldn't just go, oh, this one is compatible with your hearing aids. 
we actually had to find something that, that would work for her in a work setting. So we had to, uh, her audiologists were great. I spent like two hours there simulating phone calls with them while she was sitting there with, with a notebook listening to the output and something that worked for her. And the second thing that we had to do is I honestly had to upgrade the quality of her headsets from the, the base model Jabra's to something from Bayer Dynamic. Um, and the third thing that we had to do is uh, I, I purchased a cell phone um, that would have transcription software and uh, translation software so that she could literally stream a WebEx through her phone, the audio portion, and have it transcribe the entire meeting for her so she could read along and respond in a, in a timely fashion. We also trialed a, a text-to-speech phone. Unfortunately, we found that those phones did not respond quickly enough. And calling into a, a, into a, TD, a TD, TDS line was not necessarily an option. Because a lot of times in these meetings, you need to respond to things in real time. We can't have a minute and a half delay. Wow. So in all of this, you guys were just through trial and error. Yep, unfortunately. And, and that's why I think that in order for us to fix this, we need to understand that there's, yes, we, we, we have better equipment than what we did 10 years ago. I mean... Uh, yes, we like, for example, you guys remember when cell phones came out, we had these huge, humongous bricks, right? That you could kill somebody with if you mm -hmm. wanted. Yeah. yeah. And now we have these phones that basically are like powerful mini computers. You can, you can, you can get a dock and you can basically drive, um, you know, with a keyboard and a screen, you could drive your phone as a, as a, as a PC. Um, but only now, after all this time, uh, is it, are some cell phone company or some, some provider company starting to do things like taking translation, transcription, and dictation seriously, and is being built into your phone as part of the package. So from, from what you found out or was able to, um, I guess you know, come across and, and, and evaluate from your experience so far. Do you think that, obviously, from what it sounds like, we definitely have a ways to go, but do you think there is hope for uh, the continued, for, do you think there's like an opportunity or there's a space there or there's, you know, anything as far as the future in this, in the era of the ability for people who may um, have some, a, a form of a disability or a form of, of a, a circumstances that require extra need, I guess, yeah. in, yeah. in the environment. Like, do you think that there's, that there's more, that, that, that you think companies might be more open to this as we're working from home and that more people are seeing this, that the technology for it, at least, that there's an opportunity for it to be there, that we can, that there, that there might be a hope there's, for the future? Absolutely. There's okay. definitely, there's definitely a, there's definitely, there's three things that need to change, in, in my humble opinion. Number one, we need to understand that disability is something that exists. Nobody asks for it to be there. Nobody is asking for special treatment or to be elevated 
above anyone else. We just want to have the same opportunities across the board, right? Mm -hmm. But there is definitely opportunity for us to understand that that is there. We have some work to do in that department. But number two, companies need to understand that there is a massive untapped market that they have not taken advantage of. And number three, if I factor in what I've had to deal with just in order to make sure that my family member was able to do their job, and I see the kind of things across the way that are coming, it makes me incredibly excited. And I want folks to understand one thing. Just because someone with a disability is willing and able to advocate for themselves and speak up and say something is not right and here's what we need in order to make it better, they're not trying to be a problem. They're not trying to make your life difficult. They're just wanting to make sure that they have the same level playing field that you do. But as far as to answer your question, Gerard, about what's coming down the horizon, um, I know of one Israeli company that is working on software that can work on any smartphone that is excellent at dictation on the fly for any wow. audio signal that comes through your phone that will display what is being said. There's another company that I'm aware of that basically uses the camera feature on your phone for someone that speaks sign language that they can sign into their phone wow. with their camera. Yeah. And the phone will then translate it and speak it for the person that may not necessarily know sign language so that we can bridge that communication gap. These things are coming. I, what I want us to change from a technology aspect is know that these things are there and we need to embrace them. I mean, one of the most exciting things that happened here recently in the last I think in the last couple of weeks is legislation has been signed into law that now says that you have better access to hearing aids. Nice. So we need to start answering the question, why was that legislation necessary? Because there is 10% plus of all population in the U.S. that has some form of hearing impairment. Mm -hmm. and, and folks are starting to advocate for themselves and speak up for themselves and say, yes, it's no longer a badge of shame that I have to have to hide. This is something that's real and I want help and I want to have the access to tools in order to have a better quality of life. So with you saying that, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not going off topic <laughs> either, but I don't know I'm just throwing it out there because yeah. podcast, we talk about what we want, but um <laughs> <laughs> it's a party we can cry if we want yeah um you saying that actually just sparked something in my thoughts like because i mean i i i can only think about it for people in certain situations where they may need assistance um whether it be for hearing whether it be for sight um whether it's even for physical transportation and yeah. if we're in a society now where people allowed to work from home, where they're in the comfort of their own space without feeling judged or pressured by society around them because they are labeled different than the next coworker. I feel like in the direction we're going, then that, that sounds like it actually would be opening more opportunities for people then in, in career fields because it's because a person may require 
um, a little bit more assistance than another person doesn't mean that their skill level is any different. Exactly, right? So yeah. one of the things that working from home has done is it's kind of removed certain boundaries. And also mm-hmm. it's introduced uh, new problems that we've never had to deal with before. Um, yeah. So I'm not trying to swing back to your old podcast, but here, here's a, uh, to the podcast that you had done previously, but here's a pro and con, right? So you have someone that, for example, uh, uh, lives in, say, Georgia, but there's an, opposite, uh, there's an opportunity for them to work directly from Microsoft in Redmond, in Washington. And, and so the whole work from home change has basically allowed that excellent candidate from Georgia to be able to take a job and be the best fit for what Microsoft wants without having to have their hiring process be locked to geography, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the con of working from home is we now have a situations where we need to make changes in how we do things. Managers need to learn how to manage differently. Right. You know, back in a traditional, back in a traditional setting, we used to have a situation where you would have the manager in the office or maybe in a raised dais on an open floor with their employees in cubicles. So manager A could look at what coworker was doing and just literally uh, step over there and have a quick conversation or a, impromptu meeting right then it's not only that yeah yeah in, in terms of like impromptu meetings i like it, or in case they needed to answer a question it's kind of easier in some cases to be able to reach out to a supervisor or someone yeah. that's around in the area right. for, for some guidance and, now, and right correctly and uh, correct and now with this work from home culture how do we how do we know that our employee is truthfully engaged eight hours a day because that's what we're paying them to do, right? Versus yeah. I'm going to take a quick nap on the couch and just leave my computer running idle. I'm, I'm not trying to, to say that, you know, um, I'm trying to make it sound like we're not trying to foster a culture of spying or, right. or you know, installing software to see keystrokes or stuff like that. I mean, ultimately, you want to treat your employee with respect and trust that they're doing their job um, because I, I found that, you know, the, the leadership that trusts their employees and who has employees that trust them tend to get far more done than when folks are motivated yeah, by fear. Definitely. Um, and, you know, so there's, there's definitely some, some new challenges that this remote culture is going to present that we're going to have to get through. But I do agree with you that there could be, wholeheartedly a situation where a gentleman is in a wheelchair that might potentially have an issue where he could not get to a bathroom that was not engaged in an office building and he would have to go from floor to floor. Yeah, that's true. And take up to 20 minutes to get a bathroom stall that was available. Now he's in the comfort of his own home. He can uh, do what he needs to do in, in five minutes and be back behind the computer doing his job. With with no stress, no anxiety, that's got to be a plus. Yeah, because I mean, you think about it. Just I remember working in um in the facility, and if once you know one bathroom is being cleaned or whatever the case is, 
then you got to go to the next floor, whether it's on the next floor or the next hall or the next <laughs> building. <laughs> and that's all time, especially if you're a person who's an hourly opposed to a salary. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that all that all yeah. counts against you. It all adds up. Yeah. One way or the other. You can't use that's the being on the being on two floors down as an excuse. Yeah. Two floors is, is time. <laughs> yeah. So with 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 all that being said, Thomas, can we get your opinion on what you feel is essential or adequate in terms of equipment for you to have at home so that you can perform, you know, optimally, or at least even, even if you're just like, just starting to work from home, if you're just starting to bring things home, yeah, whether so your job provides the equipment or not, just like, what are we talking like, like in a general fashion? Yeah. Just in a general fashion, if, like, if, because oh. let's say, let's just say that the company doesn't provide certain things. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say this um, is because uh, my sister, for example, she had um, she had started working at a company, and she told me that she got uh, when she got her equipment because she works from home one hundred percent now. Uh-huh. She got um, she got her laptop and only one monitor with a letter stating that there was a shortage and mm-hmm. that the company would have to eventually send send her a docking station. Uh, more monitors, mouse, keyboard, yeah, and so on and so forth. So, just in case, if it's just one of those types of scenarios, what what's essential in your mind? Oh, I this have, is yeah, I have general fashion. This this could be chairs, desk, whatever. I have Bring a must on. go to. Um, the the first thing would be um, as far as monitors go. Uh, focus on something that gives you 60 frames a second because you're talking about you're working from home. You're not playing video games or needing a high refresh rate monitor, but give get something that gives you 60 frames a second because it's comfortable for your eyes, um, at least 24 uh, inches in width or diagonal width. Mm-hmm. And I would ideally recommend that you get two um, just because... You can have email up on one monitor and then uh, email and I am on one monitor and still within your eyeline and the other one you do your actual work on. Um, I would also say never skimp on a good keyboard. Ideally, um, you can focus on getting something that is, uh, that is wireless because there's something to be said for not having a ton of clutter on your yes. desk. I believe in that. Everybody, everybody, uh, you are kind of your environment, right? So if mm-hmm. you're working on a desk that is incredibly cluttered, there's cables everywhere, uh, you get tripped up all the time, I, I think that can affect your quality of work. Um, so Logitech does excellent bundles where you can get a wireless keyboard and mouse that uses a single dongle so you're not taking up a USB port, two versus one. Uh, that's definitely something that I would do. Um, and when it comes to audio, um, uh, Bayer Dynamic does an excellent bundle. Um, it's called a Fox microphone. It's a it's a Fox audio bundle. Uh, it's a condenser mic, so the sound is excellent. That's actually what I'm using right now and what I've used for years at this point. And it comes with a very good quality headset. Um, and then the biggest thing for me 
from a work from home perspective is do not skimp on your internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are, we are no longer in a position where 50 megabytes is uh, a 50 meg connection is enough. That that's just honestly the truth. Yeah. So do not skimp on your internet, but for audio, I would definitely go with biodynamic for keyboard and mouse. I would definitely go with Logitech. And as far as monitors, um, I have a 49 inch widescreen, um, which I honestly love more for productivity than I do for anything else. Um, especially since a lot of what I do, I look at databases and graphs so I can have a lot of real estate without bezels. Um, but, um, Asus makes great monitors. Uh, so does LG. Those would be the two manufacturers that I would go towards. Uh, no muss, no fuss. And as far as docking stations, uh, I am not a very big fan of proprietary docking stations. So for example, Do uh, Dell uh, is one of the bigger notebook manufacturers out there. So is Lenovo. Mm -hmm. They sell their own docking stations. Obviously, I tend to lean towards Anchor. Anchor docking stations and tend to buy uh, one level up from what you from what you really need. So for example, if you have a docking station that says that it can support two monitors at 60 uh, megahertz, get one that supports three because you never know if you need to adapt your work from home equipment. Mm. And it's best to have something that is scalable than just settle for the bare minimum. Right. It might I can agree with that. It might, might cost you a little bit more upfront, but it'll, it'll pay for itself in, 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 in the end. You know, I will say that this, that's kind of like a, it's almost a perk, right? You know, now that we're able to work from home that we can choose to go outside of what the company provides in a sense, because, you know, typically companies are, they're going to, they're going to give you what they provide, right. In order yeah. for you to work, you know, so, so yeah, for instance, yeah. And, and especially nowadays, yes, most people now just get two monitors and in order for them to work, you're going to be given you know, a, a docking station, unless they happen to just tell you, hey, use the, the ports that are on your, on your laptop. But, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of cool that you can just choose, you know, you, if, if you want to get a different monitor, you can just say, hey, I got these two monitors from work, but you know what? I saw this really nice monitor at Amazon or Best Buy. And yeah. it looks nicer. I'm going to choose that. But I, I also I also think that we need to be cognizant of one thing, right? So all three of us have no problem troubleshooting why you're bearing a handy-dandy new monitor doesn't work. Right? True. While um, with, with all respect, other folks might not necessarily have those skills or do not want to debug those kind of things. Um. That's why uh, one of the things that I ran into was when I had mentioned that Bluetooth audio sling box that slung the audio into my uh, wife's hearing aids. Um, I had to get special dispensation for that because uh, it was a Bluetooth device and it wasn't going to be supported. I had to do the support for it myself. Yeah, that that that's like... Um...
in a sense that's almost like your internet providers when they're like you know here here's your internet here's your modem here's your password you're all set and then you go in and say well i have my own router that i want to use and they'll say okay sure and then you call them up hey my internet's not working well tell us you know the code will put it will send something to it it's like oh it's my own oh yeah you're on your own yeah you're on your own <laughs> you're you on know? your own at that point you got to troubleshoot it figure it out on your own now if you want to use our products that we have that's yeah, already and it becomes yeah. a sales push right exactly yeah, our six uh you get our wi-fi six gateway and if you really want to have satellites for other rooms in the house we rent them for 10 bucks a month yeah um you know that's exactly what i'm talking about um but no so i tend to go with um a little bit more higher end stuff than what is recommended for you know the 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 supported technology from like a work perspective right yeah no that makes that make and that makes the most that makes the most sense um, because you got to look at it too, uh, for the individual, again, it comes down to when it comes down to the, the way I look at it too, it's like, when you look at the, the work equipment, you want to be able to still say to your company that you work for, if you have an issue that they can help you for the most part, if yeah. you're, if you're using, if you're tech savvy in our cases, yeah, we can get by, but for the standard user, you know, they, if they're adding additional and they don't have that extra help, then they can be told wrong information where they spend more time troubleshooting to get back to work. And then, you know, you're, you're yeah, exactly. You're, so yeah, if you yeah. have someone that literally buys all their stuff from wish.com, yeah, that, you know, that's not <laughs> then, then I would, I would be the first person that would say, you know, if I was on the other end of like, uh, a company uh, support perspective, um, look, that's on you because y you bought uh, you bought questionable devices as is. It's that that's on you. Um, yeah, that's true. It is it is it is true. I mean, we we used to back when we used to do desktop support. That kind of used to be the case with uh, folks that you used to want to use their gaming headsets to connect to the, you know, the IP software in order to, to, to do their work with, uh, for the, for the call center. Yeah. And we would tell them no. Well, actually technically, yes, they could technically use it, but we wouldn't troubleshoot it. If there were issues, they yeah, wouldn't be responsible yeah. for troubleshooting you'd, it. You'd be, you'd be running around all day with trying to figure out that at the end of the day, it was just a driver issue. But you won't know that because the products you give out already has their own set, you know, set up for it. So it's like you're we're giving you an analog headset. So your special Bluetooth model or wireless model, we don't know that you need something else. Yeah. Or your headset, <laughs> yeah. your headset with a special USB to 3.5 yeah. angle that will not work unless you use it with that headset that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think, honestly, from a company's perspective, they're trying to give folks equipment that have the few most amount of hops from point A to point B, because, you know, sometimes in life, when you have a problem, the best thing you want to do is to simplify things, right? And it's the same thing with tech. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a mess and you're having to troubleshoot it, uh, slow down and dumb it down and make things simple. Um, mm -hmm. But by the same token, 
um, because of my experience and because of, you know, like you said, we're a bunch of tech heads. Um, I, I tend to go a little bit, uh, a little bit higher and that's by no means disrespecting what is being offered by default. It's just that I tend to want to have a little bit of more scalability and I have no problem troubleshooting it myself. Right. Yeah. There's one other thing that you mentioned. <clears throat> I think it's appropriate to bring up on this call is, um, with everyone going home, one of the common questions I got a lot, and this was back in 2020, was, hey, I'm about to go work from home. It's going to be me, my husband, the kids are, are even, you know, you know, yeah. doing their schoolwork Don't from home. Skimp. <laughs> Don't right? skimp on internet. Don't um, skimp on internet, right? Yeah, so they, yeah. they would ask like, hey, what should I bump my internet to so that we'll all be okay? Mind you, you know, the kids, when they take break, they're on Netflix or this and that and the third. Or, yeah. you know, I got so-and-so, you know, upstairs playing video games online. Yeah. You know, like, I just want to make sure I have the right internet. Absolutely. Speed. So, yeah, don't skip to your on point from earlier, Yeah, to your point from earlier, we, we, we can't do the whole 15 meg down anymore. It's got to, you, you got to bump it up. With multiple connections consuming all that bandwidth, and then there's also the uh, factor of security, right? Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. people tend to hook their stuff up, and if it works, that's where they leave it, right? Um, they don't necessarily take into account how is your router diverting the traffic, how is your ports being split out, mm -hmm. is it something where I can get access to your stuff with a single IP? Uh, none of that matters to folks, right? They plug it up, yeah. have a little, a little flyer. Oh, yeah. they, to, the, to the average consumer, they're yeah. not going to know that. Yeah, and the thing is, depending on the kind of uh, space that you work in, um, you know, there are security concerns, and as a result, we want to have things connected in a certain way. Yep. You know, and, and, and that's another thing that folks need to take into account. But for me, don't skimp on the Internet at all. Um, now I'm going to be up front me uh because of always wanting to have that speed uh like jeremy <laughs> clarkson with a big engine uh, i have a gig up and down okay that that's what i have at home um i'm happy with it but for uh in my opinion if you're gonna work from home full-time and it's you and you have a family at least get like 300 uh 300 down if you can yeah, yeah, that would be the that's... that would definitely be the smart way to go. Cause I'm like you, I I got the same. I do a gig as well, and it's yeah, <laughs> it's so much mm -hmm. better than the uh, sitting. I love that megabyte per second counter just going yeah. up and up and up, and I'm like, yes, give daddy that sweet speed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to have like the like the optimal, you know, needed speed, so at least everything works appropriately. And I mean, you know, and. And we're All not even going to talk connected. about Wi-Fi. <clears throat> and that, oh, well, that's that's a, that's actually another good point. I mean, working from home, it's best. It's best. Hardline is your friend. If you yeah. if if you absolutely can, it's better to be hardwired. That way, you can ensure you have a consistent connection. Yeah. But I like no. the convenience of walking around with my laptop and not having to sit at my desk. Being on the couch and watching <laughs> hey, TV. Do us all a favor and don't treat your work day like a Saturday with a bowl <laughs> of cereal in your favorite shorts 
dress as if you're going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Treat it like a work day. Treat your office like a separate space from your home life. Not only is it better for you from a mental point of view, because you have that clear separation in your head. When I step through this doorway, I'm in work mode. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And when you're done and you step away from there, I'm home. All that stuff can wait until tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. That, that would be the one other bit of advice that I would make. And I know it sounds a little bit archaic, but, you know, get up in the morning. Try to keep your routine as, as close to possible. Yeah. You know, take that morning shower, dress nicely, even if it's in a nice uh, T-shirt and slacks, whatever the case may be, so that mentally you are at work. Half of the battle is mental. Oh, definitely. Definitely can agree with you on that. Because that's like, I, I think that was, we, we meant, Jose and I talked this a while back, like, that's some, sometimes that's one of the issues that I see. So there's your pros and your cons that people will call out working from home now. And the pro and con that I've looked at it as like the business can get two, the people who don't abuse that, they look at it in two different methods. It's like, well, now that I don't have to drive into work, I'll go ahead and put in that extra 30 minutes that I that I would have. And mm-hmm. that 30 minutes now becomes an extra hour. And yeah. then you do right. that regularly. And then it's like, oh, well, they wanted me to check this out over the weekend. I'll just go ahead. It's just right now. I'll just go d- just do it real quick. And then now you're burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> Not because realizing that you're doing extra that nobody sees you for, nobody's recognizing it for, because it's your, not to say it's not good to work, you know, um, to be efficient at your job. It's not good to put in extra work to show interest in your job. But for some people, it does burn them out. And then they question, why are they getting burnt out? (laughs) It's good to be flexible, right? When the situation truly demands it. But yes, that's the word, when it demands it. Work is a contract between you and your employer. You give me X amount of your time, and I will pay you Y. That, that is that is the framework of your employment. Very true. Very, it very is, true. It, it, it is not a crime to stick to that like glue, because there are times when when you need to flex a little bit and do a little bit more. But the fact of the matter is the work working from home is a privilege. Yeah. It's not a right. Yes, it is. Yes, it and, is. And I can already feel the flames of Hades coming with <laughs> what I'm going to say next. But be willing to accept that you might need to stick a webcam in the top right corner of your office. Because it's the same thing as whether you're in the office, right? Yeah. When you're at work, you're supposed to be at work. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I do not miss the hour and a half both ways commute daily. My car does not, you know, miss all the gas that's having to burn through. Um, But the fact of the matter is uh, working from home right now is not a right. It's a privilege. Don't abuse it because then that's why nobody can have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) But that's, that's it. I'm stepping off my sofa. (laughs) okay no definitely definitely not it was it was um it was great that was great information because i think that's something that you know we we overlook a lot of things um and then the breakdown like you said it is it 
for the job field, 100% agree with you. It's a contract. I mean, that's what we, we get paid. I, I've, I've spoken to, 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 to other coworkers and they said, oh, thank you for picking up. I'm like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> I mean, thank you for picking yeah. up. I'm working. <laughs> this is, this so, is what you're expecting me to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's um, what I'm <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Wow. No, we had, this is a, this is definitely a great conversation. Um, I liked, I, I especially want to say thank you, Thomas, for that breakdown of the equipment because I, I think a lot of people, when they are working from home, they just don't know how to set themselves up. Especially, yeah. you know, um, so it's take, taking this a step further, especially IT people, because I know plenty of coworkers that when they work from home, they have no what no clue what to do now because they're so and I'm and I'm talking about young, I'm talking a little bit more senior. Like they're like, Oh, I've worked from home before, yeah. But now that they're fully working from home and they don't have the ac- the the access to the regular day to day and what would be provided to them, it's now like I gotta use my space, so I'm working in my own room, which I have a room dedicated for, but I don't know what to do with it. And and that usually is the question is well what do you have at home how how do you yeah. function at home that's and what I had to do I that's to, yeah uh, office I had to clear out all distractions yes and I that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is treated like a separate space in my house that is strictly an office and we've had to do the same thing for my wife where she works it's an office that well to be fair that's where I used to be and she kicked me out. <laughs> but see those are those are some of the challenges that pe- that actually a lot of people have to face is is you know where am i going to get set up so and so in my house is using this room or so and so in my house is using this space or if you live by yourself and you just have a small space and you're just thinking where am i going to uh, fit a desk at let alone you know the the amount of stuff that i need on that desk and not make it look like a bunch of clutter and then am I going to just be frustrated with it when I wake up in the morning? And I just see all of that. Like it, there's, yeah. there's a lot, it's it kind of, it's pretty in depth in a way, you know, you, you just don't really think about it until you, you actually start to put stuff together. But, those, but yeah, those are some of the challenges that people face. Um, I know personally for me out of, out of preference, I, I really do prefer to have my office equipment, you know, computer equipment away from like my living space, you know, yeah. after eight to 12 hours a day of working, I'm staring at screens and dealing with people and phone calls and conference calls. I don't want to look like sit down in my sofa, enjoy TV or enjoy family, enjoy friends. And then occasionally look over and see my desk where I just sat at for eight to 12 hours a day and gone through some stress. Like I'd rather just yeah. keep that separate. In a because separate mentally space. that imprint stays there, right? I want to do yes. what everybody else does at the end of a tough work day. I want to go to the sofa and maybe get a beverage. I don't want my workspace to be the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I, I keep my stuff in a separate room and, you know, once I'm done, I'm done. Like that's, that's, you know, that's it. You know, it's, it's my office space and it's also my dog's room. That's where he has all his <laughs> toys, but you know, it's, I, you know, I have my, my windows open. So I, you know, I, I, I let some light in, 
you know, so I, I get the, the day started with that. But after after my day is over, like, that's it. That's done. Once I walk out, that's it. I don't have to think about it, worry about it anymore. I don't have to look at it until the very next day. Um, um, with all that said, I think this was a great episode. There was plenty to talk about. Thomas, I thank you so much for, for joining us today. I, yes, I would love definitely. to have you on again. You know, yes, we, we have to. There, there's plenty of things to to go over and talk about, you know, within the IT world, especially for those who are are just starting new, you know, into IT, just getting into IT in general. And, you know, being able to hear from people who are seasoned is, is really helpful just to get some insight, even if we're not exactly doing the same exact job function. But that's the best thing I've ever told old in my life. I'm <laughs> you know, but it's just a, it's just a way to, to to be able to get some insight from people that have have been in you know the game for a while. You know, I I think it's helped. I know when I started, and I got to talk to certain people. I was like, man, I'm so glad that I I've been able to talk to so and so and so and so. They've been in the game for a while, and they told me, hey, the, these are the ropes. This is how it is. This is probably what you're gonna go through at some point or another. I know I know some people that haven't started in IT yet, and one of the things that they tell me is, I don't know anyone that's in IT. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what I should say for this interview. I don't know how I should do this, or you know what to expect, or what what I should get into, or so on and so forth, because they don't know anybody. The only person that they know is the is the counselor at that college or whatever. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's it. That's the closest that they have. <clears throat> I mean, so that's. That's a. This is a reason why we we start this up because you know we are we are passionate about this and we think our knowledge and insight is is helpful for others. So again, thank you for for coming on here and kind thank of you for sharing me. your thoughts. Definitely. Yeah. I, I also want to say a, a special thank you for you know just sharing your experience uh, as, as far as you know when you were assisting your family with just the the equipment naming out the equipment so for anybody else who's listening you know they because you just don't know you don't know what people yeah, go through you don't and know that definitely start. brought an awareness that mm -hmm. i never thought about personally i never yeah. really thought about it like that I, i'm they're just i would i'm part of the unfortunate society that blankets it as you know hey you know there there's a need well you know can we use these things but it's 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 really should be more specific and and I just want to say thank you for that because that definitely no made me think about that some more. And I'm hoping, you know, whoever else listens to it, that it might help them as well, you know, as far as knowing that there are resources out there and don't be afraid, you know, for somebody else. You know, they should yeah, don't definitely be speak, to speak out, advocate for yourself, definitely, because the opportunity out there is, is out there. There are plenty of skilled people out there and, you know, being in the society we are now where you can work from home and for some of the some of the you know resources that may be difficult for you to obtain is a lot more accessible now you know with the right resources and the right people to talk to so definitely um we definitely appreciate you sharing that information with us thank you very much for having me um definitely you guys have a great rest of your of your day yeah all right. Thank you, guys. And everybody stay tuned for the next episode of The Established Link. Yes. Artists. Thank you. Everyone. Signing off.